T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Time now for NFL Sunday with Super Bowl champion Jermaine Wiggins alongside Andy Gresh and Rich Keefe. NFL Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By the New England Recovery Center in Marlboro, Mass, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at need Co.com by Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at CatchesLaw.com, and by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. And let's get right into it, talking to our friend Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, and he is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lopresti of Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR, by Unified Office, where they help build, where they help businesses maximize every income and call at unifiedoffice.com. And Tommy joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Mr. Curran, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm great, buddy. Uh, Big one today. Let's get right after it. Well, yeah, let's uh, get after it. Does Brian Flores matter at all in this game from the intel that he might have on this Patriots organization? Undeniably. I think that Flores is a big factor here. Talk to Mark Caboli from The Athletic. And I think what Flores will impact is First of all, he's a very aggressive blitzer anyway, and we saw that last year when the Patriots and Dolphins played down there and how often they got after Mac Jones. Now Flores can go to school on what Josh Boyer's Miami defense did last week and say, okay, well, it's, it's obvious they're having communication issues up front, and they'll reboot that and try and do more of it. So I think it's a huge benefit for Brian Flores, who's a coach who's had great success against the Patriots in his time when he's been away from the team, and he's an aggressive guy as opposed to what Matt Patricia was when he was a defensive coordinator here. It's not a coincidence, guys, that the Patriots' defense became much more aggressive after Patricia left and Flores took over, and they really went through a, a little bit of a renaissance post-Patricia. 
On Tuesday, Tom, you told us on the Gresham Keefe program that Robert Kraft uh, definitely noticed the fact that Kendrick Bourne didn't play very much at all on Sunday. How do you think that plays out today? We were looking at the numbers. He averaged 52% of the snaps a year ago. So it's not a guy who plays every snap anyway, but still much different than what we saw in week one. How do you think his playing time changes, if at all, today? I think it'll change significantly, whether it'll be 25, 30, 45 plays. I would doubt that. But I would imagine he'll be out there for you know quite a few more than the two snaps that he was out there for last week. Now, I think what's interesting to and important to reestablish is at the end of last week, my understanding was that Robert Kraft went to Kendrick Bourne and said, you'll be playing more next week. As the week went along, my further understanding became after talking to more people that was that Robert Kraft did not go to Bill Belichick and say, you're going to play him more. Just kind of inquired after the game, not, not a lot of Kendrick Bourne. And again, it's my understanding that Kraft was told he'll be playing more going forward. So Kraft related that to Bourne, and I in turn was told by folks close to Bourne that Kraft told Bourne he'd be playing more. So it's important just because of the stakes in this franchise at this moment and the relationship between Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. Bill Belichick's not doing it at Robert Kraft's behest, but it's important to understand also the Kraft is asking, hey, what are we doing here? And I think that is really a backdrop and an underpinning for the entire season. What is happening with the decisions that Rob, that Bill Belichick is making when Robert Kraft kind of pushed his chips into the middle of the table and said, I want to see these certain things start to happen? Tom, but as an outsider looking in 30,000 feet, if he plays more, then doesn't the conversation become, well, it looks like Kraft technically is running the show because this is kind of the reports that are out there is that he's inquiring on why he's not playing and then all of a sudden now he plays more. I guess you could draw that straight-line parallel if you were also willing to draw a straight-line parallel that sports radio would be running the show because we had the same questions even before I reported that on Tuesday, you know, that we all understood that Kendrick Bourne made the most explosive play of the day for the Patriots and they needed to be out there more. And if he played more this week, we'd be saying, well, he listened to sports radio or more likely he said, the guy could play. I don't care what agitations we have with him. He should be on the field more. I think it'll be interesting though, Wiggy to see just how much he plays, just how much he is utilized because whether it's Albert Breer, myself, um, other folks on the beat who have reported Matt Patricia has not – Kendrick Bourne has not embraced the install of the new offense, and I don't think Matt Patricia has embraced the presence of Kendrick Bourne. So those two guys are can be mutually beneficial for each other, so they have to find some way to get forward with this because he's a good player. So so why does Kraft insert himself in any way? Why why does he even need to ask Bill about is this guy going to play more or anything like that? What's the purpose of doing that knowing that it's just going to lead to people asking questions, well, if he does play more, did Kraft insert himself? What's the purpose of Robert going to Bill and this getting out there? Well, I don't think that Robert asking about how a an employee is deployed by a supervisor is really that far beyond the pale. 
I mean, we might believe that to be the case. And again, I'm say, stating it as he's not going there and saying you got to play this kid more. My understanding is he inquired about it, was told, and then related to Kendrick Bourne. But I think the upshot is when we look at the statements made by Robert Kraft at the owners' meetings when he said, we haven't won a playoff game in three years, I've, I'm not happy with that. When he also said, I think that we're going to be installing things where we get more production from the players that we signed in 2021. We need to get more production from them. And he sees production from one of the players fall off. It's it's an employee thing. We can spin it any way we want mm-hmm. about the conventions of professional sports. But the, the bottom line is you have an owner of a company, you have a supervisor of a company, and you have the employees under the supervisor. And if you're paying a crap ton to one of those employees and he's not on the, you know, on the on the floor doing work on the assembly line, you mm-hmm. say, how come that guy's not working? I don't think it's beyond the pale at all, especially given, given uh, Kraft's investment in the team. And further, given the fact that I don't think that Robert Kraft intended to have a whole litany of conversation about him inquiring about a player. Well, well why didn't you do it last year with Nikhil Harry, Nelson Aguilar? They were 9-4 at one point. This team is 0-1 and looks horrible and scored one touchdown. Well, it's just it's interesting to me that the owner has to go tell a player, don't worry, you're going to get playing time next week. And that's the first time he's ever done this before. It's like a Jerry Jones Yeah, tactic. it's like very interesting. Do you know me. that to be the case, though? Do you know that to be the case, that Robert Kraft doesn't have conversations with different players at the time and give them little buck-up speeches and say, whatever? Um, I mean, when I, for my time there, I never had any whispering of a you know Robert said I was going to play, and you know I've been why you've been covering this team forever. Isn't this the first time that something is leaked out like this publicly? It's just weird to me. That that's the only thing I'm looking at it like. Robert usually never has to tell a player, "Hey, don't worry, you're going to play next week." Well, I think that if you saw a player who did you have a good relationship with, which I think Robert Kraft does. And that player didn't play, but Kraft had information that that player would be playing going forward. Not at Kraft's behest, but at information that maybe Bill Belichick relayed to him. I don't think it's that cuckoo for him to go and say, you know, I think he'll be playing more next week. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston with us here on NFL Sunday. The Pittsburgh Steelers got five turnovers. They were on the road. Yes, they missed field goals. They scored 23 points against uh, a you know the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Patriots' defense matching up against the Steelers' offense today, Tommy. What do you see? I see a great opportunity for the Patriots to try and neutralize two guys in particular, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. And I think that they'll have a great plan for those guys. Claypool is a huge slot, 6'4", 220. Um, Cincinnati did a good job on him last week. And they used a smaller slot corner on him, 5'8", dude. Um, the Patriots could do the same thing today. When you look at Mitch Trubisky, his numbers were horrendous. Um, last week, passing, I think it was 21 for 38 for like 193. Um, they didn't really have any sustained drives throughout the day. So this, is a, this should be a good day for the Patriots' defense to have its way against the Steelers' offense. It, it really, I really feel good about, if I'm a Patriots observer, about the direction of the defense right now and the work that whichever collaboration of brains is in charge over there, whether it's Mayo, Steve Belichick, Brian Belichick. I think Brian Belichick and Mike Pellegrino and all the time that we're spending hammering, myself included, 
the offensive coaching decisions, those two guys at the back end of the secondary have done a phenomenal job getting these guys ready for this year. So I think today should be a, a really good chance for them to build off of what we saw in the summer and then again in week one. Even without T.J. Watt, the Steelers have a pretty good defense. What in your mind would be a successful day for Mac Jones and the offense? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, You know what? How about more than half of their drives go six plays or more? Yeah, okay. How's that? All right. I like it. Because there was not enough continuity last week. They just didn't have enough sustained drives last week, and they were going one, two, three. There weren't a lot of, you know, splash plays to get them a bunch of yards. They had to progress down the field, and it's too hard to do. Tom, what do you think they do differently offensively? I mean, you were kind of spot on last week when you were like, yeah, the first drive will come out, look good, and then it will kind of teeter after that. What do you think they do offensively to now continue off the first drive being good and then being able to put multiple drives together? I think they have to have a way better plan on first down, and I think they need to attack matchups. I think we still look at that first drive. What was the matchup they went to after cobbling together an outstanding drive? They went to Devontae Parker on one of the best corners in the NFL down the right sideline, and yeah, maybe his arm was held down, but that's one of the best corners in the NFL kind of surreptitiously doing it. You couldn't see it that clearly on the first live um in live action. Mm-hmm. So it results. So stay the hell away from the Xavier Howards. Find the matchups that you can exploit. And I think that's how Josh McDaniels, Wiggy, would build his offensive game plans. We're going to keep coming back to this matchup, this matchup, this matchup. You know it was that's what Brady was all about. So what are their matchups? Because there was a sense that they were just running plays to a degree last week. Okay, it's time to run a toss. All right, it's time to run you know some wide zone. Okay, let's get it over here and take a shot. It didn't seem like there was a lot, and I'm listening to analysts, offensive analysts who are sharper than me in the building of game plans. Castle, mm-hmm. J.T. O'Sullivan, and um, and Dan Olafsky said there didn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason to what they were doing. So be more cogent um, on offense. What happens today, in your opinion, Tom? Gresh, we got a 13 to nine game. Patriots waltz out of there with a oh, win. Wow, lots of field goals, yeah. baby. The old Big Ten would be happy. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> it used to be kicking to the ketchup bottles, and now that's yeah. gone. They got yeah. a different name down there, so we got to keep an eye on that. Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Thanks, Tommy. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Tom. There goes uh, Tommy, and he's, he's all in on the. Sp- uh, listen, he called it last week, it. so I'm yep. going to jump on this one. But he's all in on the floors makes a difference because oh, I oh, wonder. Yeah. I think so because yeah, Wiggy, my whole thing during the week was if you installed a new offense, mm-hmm. schematically you might not know. To me, the advantage is you know how they think. All right. You're and familiar we, with all those coaches. And do we really believe as we start to watch this team that they install the new offense? Or are they just well, highlighting putting both tight ends on the field more? Yeah, yeah. and they, they've done that in the years past where it was like, we've seen it before. But like Mac referred to it in the preseason multiple times as new system, so I kind of feel like it's a new system. But is that verbiage? Right. Or I, are I, they, like, did they clean up the verbiage so that you're not doing, you know, you got to have the Cheesecake Factory menu on your wrist and be I able mean, to do I mean, there's only so many plays play. any team can really run. Well, that's like, off really tackles, off tackle, right? slants, <laughs> slants. So I understand no, what you're there saying is, there, but, but if they're all saying it's new, whether they call it new, whether whatever, I think some, it's not the same playbook from last year. That's 
I feel pretty confident in that. We're, okay. All right. We're going right. to look at the Patriots defense against the Pittsburgh offense. Inactives are coming out at 1130 for the early games. We'll bring you the very latest because it will affect not only your gambling, but also your fantasy lineups as well. Uh, and at 1145, outside of New England, who is under the microscope today in the NFL? There are a lot of guys that I think are in real interesting spots, both coaches and players. One pack that as well. Here's Ethan ready to trend. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now at WEEI and WEEI.com. Week 2 of the NFL kicks off. Well, it already kicked off, but it continues on today at 1 p.m. as the Patriots get set to face off with the Pittsburgh Steelers at 1 p.m. in Pittsburgh. Patriots a minus 2.5 favorite and the over-under being set at 40.5, so make sure you place your bets. Be sure to tune in immediately after the Red Sox game if you'd like to catch all the post-game action with the Six Rings post-game show featuring Fitzy and Hart. And if you want more NFL content from WEEI, the Sunday night football coverage starts at 7.30 p.m. with the live broadcast of the game set for kickoff at 8.20 p.m. Red Sox getting blown out by the Royals yesterday, 9-0. The Red Sox pitching staff let up a total of 15 runs when the game finally ended. Did not look good for the Sox, and they look to wrap up this four-game series with the Royals this afternoon. First pitch being set for 1.35 p.m. And you can, of course, catch the pregame show with Mike Antonellis at 12.35 p.m. right here on the Shaws and Star Market Red Sox Network. And then a good weekend for college football in Boston as BC bounces back from their loss to Virginia Tech last week with a big win over Maine 38 17 in dominant fashion and then after back-to-back blowout losses UMass Amherst in their home opener manages to pull off a 20-3 win over Stony Brook in their home opener. I'm Ethan Rissadulu and that's what's trending at WEI and WEI.com. How does the Patriots defense match up against the Pittsburgh offense? We'll get to that in inactives next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Eleven twenty-three. It is NFL Sunday. Gresh Keefe and Wiggy here with you. Inactives coming up in mere moments. So it'll help you make some fantasy decisions. Sure I'm trying will. to make some. I yeah, don't. I don't tricky. know what to do with some of these dudes. Uh, but uh, will the Patriots defense know what to do against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Jalen Mills joined us on Patriots Friday, meaning Keith and I, and uh, we asked Jalen Mills about the Steelers wide receivers. He had an interesting take on them. Yeah, man, those guys are you know um, a little bit bigger group as far as overall group than than last week. Um, of course, you guys know that. Um, and as far as the scheme, these guys, these guys know the scheme. Pickett is a young guy, but um, he was known, you know, in college to make those, you know, good contested catches. Um, so there's Claypool and, and Johnson as well. So I just think us as overall as a group um, in the secondary, you know, we, we have to know that, you know, those guys are, are good at making contested catches and, and we have to be prepared for it. Jalen, when you flip on the tape of the Pittsburgh Steelers, all right, so there is uh, Jalen Mills mm-hmm. on the uh, wide receivers. Interesting, they just showed a note on uh, Tua as they're uh, on uh, NFL Countdown. Six of 33 throws are only 15 yards down the field. Wiggs, does bigger wide receivers allow Trubisky or Pickett, whomever's going to play quarterback, mm-hmm. to be able to take some deeper shots because of the size mismatch, or is that really no big deal? And maybe Jalen was being nice to pointing out something that was pretty obvious. Well, if they're, if they're high-point ball players, right, if they're guys that can go upstairs and climb the ladder, mm-hmm. then you can go to those bigger guys and take advantage of that. But you got to understand, right, when you're t- thinking about George Pickens, he's a former Bulldog, right? Mm-hmm. So I watched mm-hmm. him in college. He also got another gear. You know what I mean? He could drop that thing and ride out on you. Claypool, maybe not so. Claypool's a bigger guy, and you could he could play those kind of similar to like a Larry Fitzgerald, right? You could throw a ball up and say, go get it. We thought Devontae Adams was going to – I mean, Devontae Parker was going to be that this year. Yeah. Go upstairs and go get it when you have those bigger wide receivers. Hey, man, just throw it out there, and, you know, they're good enough to make the play of going and turn it into a rebound. But that is a skill that you have to have, being able to stop, adjust, and go upstairs and get it. Um, but when you have the bigger wide receivers, they ha- if they have that capability, you could take advantage of that. Yeah, because Miami is different than every oh, other team yeah. they're going to face. Those yeah. are the two fastest guys yeah. probably in the league, and they're not that big, but obviously they've had, you know, Tyreek Hill's had a great career. Jalen Waddell had a great rookie year, so that's one thing. Deontay Johnson's not very big, but... Claypool, obviously, and and Pickens are pretty yeah. big, and it's certainly bigger than Jonathan Jones, which will be interesting. Cause I know Mike Tomlin was going on and on and on about how good Jonathan Jones, Jones is was. a shutdown corner, yeah. But Jones matches up better against Tyreek Hill than he <laughs> sure as would against Claypool. So I still wonder that, like, and I don't think Pittsburgh's quarterback is good enough to really pick on the matchups mm. or put the ball in the right spot. Do, Do you, you really think that Jones matches up better? With Hill than like a Claypool yeah. or a, or a See, big I w- guy, I wouldn't think so because reason why I would I, and it would be you know maybe this is a question you can ask Jalen Mills next week. I think you'd rather cover a guy who is bigger and more physical than a guy like Tyree Kill 
that has a whole nother gear that you don't, you're not, like that speed is something different. True, but just, you can you play you, them differently though. Like, but if you have good coverage yes. on, if Jones has good coverage on Claypool, I feel like Claypool can just but, jump over and grab the ball. But think about this, right? Remember, I think Tyreek Hill caught a comeback early in the game where Jonathan Jones was playing him. Mm. Tyreek Hill's speed is so dangerous yep. that he was like bailing out. He's way back. Way back because, and then all of a sudden, boom, you put the brakes on. Where even though it's a bigger, even though it's a bigger guy and it almost becomes, okay, he, he can he can make those um those contested catches. Yeah. At least as a smaller guy, you can get a little bit maybe pull an arm here, be a little bit more physical. But with a guy with speed, like if you get up on Tyree Kill and you miss, see you later. It's true. I mean, oh, he makes you pay. And, and he, I guess it depends on where you are on the field too. Because if you get in the red zone. Where Tyreek Hill can't, where, oh, yeah. where's he going to go? Whereas yeah. Chase Claypool, you just throw it to him in the back of the end zone. Right. But can't you play more man against these Steeler wide receivers? Because it felt like against Miami at times there was the hurting that was going on. Don't let him beat you deep. Make sure you got somebody so that they can't do what Waddle did off yeah. of the missed tackle where he takes it to the house. It feels like with this group, A, the quarterback you take into account. So that hurts But them. B... It's. It feels like you might be able to match up differently against mm. these dudes because there isn't the insane speed that can right. just blow you away. So I wonder if if this is where we get a little more man coverage right. from New England, where you could and, and that, like I said, that'd be a good question to ask uh, Jalen Mills. Mills when you talk to him. Yeah. I wrote it down. Right, yeah. it's because next Friday you'll get your answer. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it is interesting because I know if I was in that position, I'd rather much. I'd rather play a guy who's bigger, and maybe I could be a little bit more physical with him, even though maybe I'm giving up three or four inches, and I can scratch and claw and do mm. all that other stuff, where a guy who has another gear, the speed scares me so much, mm-hmm. where I have to respect the speed and play off. But they but- also might play that different, too. Like, I would assume... Most teams playing Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are going to have the safety help. Whereas if you mm-hmm. do true man to man, I got this guy, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like, all right, I can try to do it against the big receiver. I might have really good coverage, right. but then he just jumps over me and makes the catch. Right. Anyway, there's nothing you can do about well, it. Well, you also than, have you know. a running game to worry about today, too. Whereas with Miami, you yeah, didn't have don't. to really respect their run game no. going in. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah Najee Harris looks like he's going to play. Right. Now, but how healthy is he going to be? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, he looks like he's, he's pretty banged up. That's also a guy they throw to a lot. So it's right. going to be... You know, those safeties and linebackers trying to keep up and with him. And their run game is completely different without him. It's not like you it's not like when we were talking about Detroit, right? Let's say if 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 uh Williams is banged up, you have Swift. If Swift's banged up, you could put mm-hmm. Williams in there, right? So it's one of those teams where you look at and go, it's completely different. Like even with the Patriots, if Damian Harris is banged up, you still got uh Ramondre Stevenson yeah. or vice versa. So it's gonna be interesting to play it. And and I also like you know, I I would prefer. I think defensively, they probably feel a lot more comfortable playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers than they did last week. No and doubt. like you said, you could maybe you know be a little bit more physical. And mm-hmm. I think maybe John, Jonathan Jones could be like, all right, if I can jam this guy up at the line of scrimmage, even though he might be bigger than me, the thing that that does is throw the timing off, right? And timing is critical in the NFL. So I can maybe do that where I couldn't get up in. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek is airspace because right. if I miss, forget about it. I'm not catching. They get by you, they're gone. Oh, right, and then just chasing them across the field. It, that's a different level. I've seen that speed up close and personal. You know, I've seen the speed of like a Randy Moss, and 
Well, he has the size too. Well, yeah, he's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did pick he's the unicorn of these the NFL guy. wide receivers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we got some inactives, Keith. Yeah, still waiting on the Patriots. They did this last year too, where they're supposed to be out at exactly eleven thirty for one o'clock games. Not out yet, but we do know for fantasy purposes, Alvin Kamara is officially out with his rib injury for the Saints. But the Bucks will be without Julio Jones. Glad I didn't put him in the line. So oh, Julio wow. Jones and Chris Godwin both out for the Bucks. So that Saints uh, Bucks game is going to look a little bit different. With a lost our guy. It's already out in Week Two. NFL Sunday with Gresh Keith and Wiggy here on Weei Boston and New England Sports Original, getting you game ready for the Patriots, who will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers at uh, one o'clock. Um, what if they play Kenny Pickett today? Does that change anything from the New England standpoint? It'd be surprise. It'd be a well kept secret. First of all, I mean, it would be, but I don't know if I it would really change similar. your prep that no, much. No, I think yeah. it's kind of similar because Trubisky can actually run a right. little bit too, right? And it's probably uh, more Pickett mobile than Pickett. Probably yeah. is. They kind of do the same thing. We're pretty close. It, yeah. You know, Bill has a really good record against rookie quarterbacks, so I mm-hmm. guess there's that part of it. But uh, yeah, that'd be a surprise. But it's, I think it's similar, right? Mitch Trubisky at this stage of his career versus the first ever start of, of Kenny Pickett. Uh, by the way, inactives are out for the Patriots. Uh, no real surprises. Joshua Bledsoe, mm-hmm. Chase and Hines, Sam Roberts, Bailey Zappi, and Marcus Jones. Hmm. So Marcus, Marcus Jones. Jones. Interesting. Yeah. So the odd man out and healthy scratch there for him. So what's his face is playing today? The cornerback then. Jack Jones? Um, Sean Wade. Oh, uh, Sean Wade. Wade. Wade, right. Sean Wade, who uh, oh. was questionable with an ankle injury. So those guys, mm-hmm. Sean Wade, Pierre Strong, Adrian Phillips, Raekwon McMillan, mm-hmm. Trent Brown, who are all uh, questionable, are mm-hmm. all playing. So there you go. So Bledsoe, Hines, Roberts, Zappi, so Marcus Jones. So Sean Wade, 6'1", mm-hmm. 195. So I wonder if that helps a little bit. Yeah, matchup just like we just talked about the size of the Steelers wide receivers. So even if it's your Mm -hmm. third, fourth guy, whomever you're bringing in there, Sean Wade does have the ability to match up at least a little better from a size standpoint. Yeah, because the one thing that you'd have to worry about a little bit, and we've seen other teams expose this, if you end up going Miles Bryant Mm -hmm. as the third corner, he's five nine, right? And if he's matched up on George Pickens or somehow gets matched up on. Claypool, who they right. line up all over the place, by the way. Claypool had six carries last week. They'll hand it to mm-hmm. him. Uh, Claypool's that, everywhere. That's, yeah. a, that's a mismatch. That's definitely a, yeah. it, you're, you're talking 5'9 and 6'4. It's yeah. one thing if you go maybe 5'11 and 6'4. Maybe you know, get away it's with still it. A, it's still yeah. a mis, uh, mismatch, but you can, you know, it's one of those things you can get away with. Um, then I think it becomes, you know, how do you coverage this thing up, right? Do you mm-hmm. see like. Zone coverage. You see them playing a lot more zone. Maybe they play a lot more zone because they feel like, you know, that uh, Mitchell Trubisky might not be as accurate or right. under being able to understand and read the zone coverages because it's easier against man-to-man, right? It's what the Bills have turned to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bills ran uh, in, in game one for the Bills. I think they only ran like uh, their, their blitz percentage wasn't very high. It was like five percent maybe right. or something like that, mm-hmm. and they just played a ton of zone defense. Right. And I know that Carolina back in the day mm-hmm. did that. They were a big zone defense team. Well, it's harder for the quarterback because all it takes is getting one guy in his vision, and now he has to go through his progressions and kind of figure out where those holes are in the in the zone defense. Like we saw last week on the interception that Mac Jones threw, mm-hmm. he knew right away it was man to man coverage. Right, so what's he do? He doesn't even go through his progression. He says, "All right, I got man-to-man coverage. I got one-on-one on the outside, and I'm going to throw it up to Devontae Parker." And 
But if it's zone, now maybe when he looks out there and sees, okay, Parker's running the goal route, I see the safety go over the top, there's nothing there. Now I come back to my second read, and now I have to find where that window is. So maybe if the quarterback is not as uh, as versed into reading zone coverages, you may be able to confuse him. You see it all the time, people getting confused. So maybe you see a little bit more zone uh, from the Patriots against those guys and trying to confuse uh, Mitchell Trubisky, or if, even if it is a Kenny Pickett. Is yeah, there anything yeah. about Mitch Trubisky that scares any of us? No. His, his ability to run. No, I think oh, yeah, that does a little bit. Because what it does, it flips field, yeah. and it puts you in a position and like third down situations where let's say it's third and eight, third and nine, where you got him covered up, and then all of a sudden he breaks containment or he slides up in the pocket, and then boom, he's able, he has the capability to now pick up 15, 20 yards. And now you instantly flip the field, yeah. you, you got him out of third and long situation, and you gave them momentum. I think these teams do kind of mirror each other, though, quite a bit. Where mm-hmm. I would, yes, I would rather have Mac Jones than Mitch Trubisky, but even last week, like Tua, Trubisky, Mac Jones, like it's all kind of similar. Where if either team gets a big lead, game's probably over, right? Like they would have to, it would have to be multiple turnovers for Trubisky to lead this big comeback, right? Mm-hmm. The defense, there would have to be a Minka Fitzpatrick pick six. It'd have right. to be something like that where they all seem pretty limited. Well, from a health standpoint, I know that for Pittsburgh, they got those turnovers and they had their complement of guys out there and then they couldn't really do anything. And with New England, you could mm-hmm. look at the same thing and say, well, you have the guys that you think you're going to win with out there and you still aren't able to do anything. But with the Steelers, I don't know if they had – I don't know if they were just getting whooped, really, mm-hmm. or not able to do – you know, Najee Harris, is again, he's fighting through a foot injury. It, it, it felt like at times with New England there were a couple of bad – well, bad field position, number one. That's another sneaky thing. Mm-hmm. Like the the one thing on the Trent Brown play that no one talked about is how in the hell did your ass end up backed up against your own end? Mm-hmm. That normally doesn't happen a lot to New England. But with Pittsburgh, they had their full complement of guys, couldn't get it going. Everyone's waiting for the change of quarterback to be able to change things up. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's they just showed Matty P walking on the field. It feels like it's about a, a lot of, well, you're the O-line coach, yeah. and you're the guy that's got to call a better sequence of plays. Right. It, it feels like with Pittsburgh, it is the... Do we have to turn it over to Kenny Pickett to get anything out of these I guys? And here it's to. it's a little different. But also, oh, think, right, of course. Also, think about this. Remember a few years ago when New England played Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And Trubisky game. And Trubisky yeah, yeah. game. Yeah. What did he? Twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah, some big yeah. scampers. He, right, he it's a big his, scampers. Th- like that's. And that's why I think you start to see the league changing. Right, the league is besides Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the only real statue that can get away with it because he's so much more smarter than everybody else. You can't confuse him, that kind of thing. But when you start to look at the rest of the league and the quarterbacks, you have to have some type of escapability or an ability to extend the play or ability when it's third and ten, you could say, oh, man. But somebody else has to be devoted to that, too, because nothing's worse than third and ten. Everybody's covering their ass off. You got two guys on Claypool. Right. You got a guy on DeAndre Johnson, and then Trubisky runs for 12 yards. And you're like, okay. Right. You just gave up a first down. Right. But yeah, everything played. And you're right. He can do that. I'll and you have that. to, and you, as a defense, you have to account for that, right? So if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, when you flip it to the other side, Pittsburgh doesn't have to account for Mac Jones doing that. Maybe he scampers for one, you know, third and eight that he's able to run nine or ten yards. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that's not something that you have to change up maybe your defense and go, we have to now have a spy. With Trubisky, I think 
that gives them the yeah, pitch. A bit. That, that, yeah, you have to account for his ability. Both teams, though, last week, Gresh, only scored one offensive touchdown. Right, right. Right, like they were pretty limited. So, so it's sort of like Bells. It was like, oh, 23-20 over Cincinnati, pretty good. No, yeah, no, no. a lot Offense of context did nothing. in there. Yeah. Offense scored one touchdown. They couldn't really run the ball all that well against Cincinnati. They got a ton they of great field position, too. Right, that was the other thing did. in that Pittsburgh game, and they didn't do anything with it. But the key is, you know, Mitch Trubisky didn't... Uh, didn't crap himself. Didn't throw a pick, right? Yeah, the team didn't right. fumble. So they win the turnover battle. I think it was five nothing. Five nothing, and they win by three in overtime. So right. I mean, it's they're, they're, their offense. They're probably having similar conversations, except to your point, everybody it's in Pittsburgh is saying, "When the hell are we going to switch the quarterback?" Whereas right. in New England, you're like, "Okay, <laughs> kind of figure something out." Do this, they, you're yeah. on pot. These are the teams that you're like. These are the teams that you're on pot with. Yeah, two even matchups right out of the shoot. Right, yeah. and you're like, okay. And is this another game like the Miami game? You look at it and you go. You're kind of on par with them, but it looked like they controlled the game and they really had no issue. Like, if you're a Miami fan watching that game, you go, like, I don't think you're ever at the point, like, all right, New England's going to win this game. No, it didn't feel like and, that. And, and Pittsburgh, it's kind of similar, right? Now, as New England, what they have to do and show fans here is that, like, all right, you can't be in a game where you're losing to a team that's controlling the game. You you know what I'm saying? You have to win these games, whether it's Pittsburgh, Detroit, mm. Chicago. You have to show you can beat those teams because. And I we had Ty Lawrence said if they were playing Buffalo, yeah, or no. they were playing Raiders. Yeah, like yeah. you know, so <laughs> no. so don't you have to prove? I think this is a good week where you have to prove. Oh yeah, that you can win this game and win it relatively like. I'll take any kind of. Yeah, win. they're not. I don't they're care. Not I don't care. It doesn't I don't matter care. whether they win easily. So there's another Listen, butt fumble. They can or what? win fifty to nothing. Everybody's still going to sit here and say no, no, the no, offense I, stinks and Matt Patricia not, stinks. Well, not no, if he throws no, seven no. tugs. Well, that's that, different. It, very similar to the Jets game last year, week two. Right, you lost. Um, you lost to Miami in week one, and then right. in week two, he comes out. He throws like three or four touchdowns against the Jets, and it's like, okay, this offense. If they have another squeaker. And they barely win this game, and they win it because of defense. Aren't we still sitting here? Oh, next? well, I have questions about the offense, but you'll take the win. Like, no, no, team, I know you will like, take. I don't need. Uh, they like, can't make a statement points. today that will make people happy because it felt like that's the road you were going. Yeah, down. I think this yeah, has no, to be a statement game. There's no because you ain't. Nice, but I don't think there's it's even, no statement game beca- because it, it I don't can think they make have anybody happy. Yeah, right. But you, it, so if you don't have a statement game in you, you're not going to have a statement game next week against Baltimore. You're probably not going to have one against Green Bay. October really opens up nice. But but now, but if you squeak out a win, aren't you like against Detroit or Chicago? Aren't you like, well, this game could go either way? Yeah, aren't but we- I don't know if this team, like, that's even in them. I think it's if it's winning ugly, winning on defense, I think that's going to be the formula. You know, Bill Belichick yeah. very is famous for throwing out week to week, week to week. Now with the injuries in the NFL – we're in the truest version of week-to-week mode, I think, because, you know, look how different Detroit can be if they don't have DeAndre Swift, who's already dinged up, like that kind of stuff. That's why I wonder about the whole the whole statement win thing. Hey, quickly, Steelers inactive. We don't have to worry about Mason Rudolph. He's inactive, thank God. Uh, Kendrick Green, Steven Sims, Mark Robinson, David Enne, I can't even pronounce the guy's last name, and the immortal Isaiah Loudermilk. Loudermilk's not playing? No Loudermilk. Mm-hmm. No Fitzgibbons, no Loudermilk, Ugh, no Langerhands, none of that stuff. Um, who elsewhere outside of New England is under the microscope today? I got some names for Keith and Wiggs to react to next. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This portion of NFL Sunday is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Gentlemen, I know we're going to get to some picks. We'll uh, look at the rest of the NFL coming up here at noon. And, uh, well, let's start with some uh, people who are under the microscope outside of New England today. Mm. Uh, What do we make of the spot that Mike McCarthy, Cowboys coach, finds himself in where Dak Prescott's out? It Mm -hmm. looks like they're going to ride Cooper Rush for I don't know how long. Well, Jerry Jones said it should be only a couple of weeks. He keeps, like, uh, shortening the timeline, right? It's like 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. You're like, okay, I I don't know when Dak's going to Coming back, I think in a weird way, the Dak Prescott injury makes Mike McCarthy's job safer. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy, I didn't think was going to get fired this year only because Jerry Jones thinks having a longtime coach means you're a stable, good franchise. That's why he kept Jason Garrett for a hundred years. <laughs> Jason Garrett was there a long time. Yeah, he, he was. was there he should have been gone quick. Yep, and he was he was there a really long time. I think McCarthy's going to get a, a longer leash than he deserves. I don't think right. he's a very good coach, but I think it's an easy, well, what do you want me to do? I got Cooper Rush in there for five games. It's not my fault. I'm not the GM. I didn't I didn't hire the backup. Five games or whatever it is with, no, uh, but with somebody unf- else. But unfortunately, now in Jerry's world, it might be a little different, but I do think there have been some coaches who have been evaluated under the, hey, you just needed to have us survive with this guy, and you couldn't even do that. I don't think that they will. <laughs> the Cowboys, <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. I think they're in a lot of trouble. Um... Robert Sala, Wiggs, when you go down the road of the Mm -hmm. I'm keeping receipts, you better win that next week. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think, like, this situation is no matter who's there at the Jets, it doesn't matter. It's a mess. Isn't it brutal? It's almost like one of those jobs where you're like, like with Robert Sala, right? He was such a good defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, and he was getting a lot of respect and everything. It's almost one of those where it's like, I know I want to be a head coach, but is the Jets the job I want to take? Is that almost like I, I, w- w- like coaching, a head coaching um, suicide or like, you know, putting yourself. Oh, it's terrible. Like in the same true when Zach Wilson got drafted by him. It's like, we may never know if Zach Wilson's good because he went to the Jets. Yeah. He got paired up with a defensive coach and like nobody nobody said, Rex Ryan had that blip. Yeah. He had two years where they were really good and they are really good on defense and then right back down to the crapper and they've just been such a bad franchise and yeah, I think this is when you start to get the heat picked up on you though is Robert Sala starts kind of you know, yelling back at the media and the fans who are doubting them. Right. It's like, well, there's pretty good reason to doubt the Jets. Right. There's been no re- – and he said this after a loss, too. That's the other it's thing. It's one thing to say it after a win. You're like, all right, you're getting ahead of yourself, but at least it's a win. Nope, it was a, it was another loss. And now they play the Browns, 
in Cleveland. If they lose to the Browns in Cleveland well, with a backup quarterback I'm, there, they both oh have backups. Right, it's I, a six and a half point spread for the for the Browns. Like but they're a, expected to lose. But another full win season by the Jets, he's probably getting fired. I think so. The question is, does he make it through the whole year? Mm-hmm. Probably. Well, it depends him. on if the GM gets fired. If the GM goes, oh, then you know that the head coach is probably. Well, he's right definitely going him. at the end of this year. I think because I think he's been there, and it's just like. He's not the guy that can turn this franchise around. Like it has to be somebody. When you think of it, there has to be somebody that can turn a franchise around. But then it also it's about yeah. the players. Like you think about what's his face down in uh, Cincinnati. Who who's the head coach? Is Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor, right? Yeah. Joe Burrow falls in your lap, and Joe Burrow yeah. turns out to be something right. really good. And then you get Jamar Chase, and then it's like okay, where if you're the Jets. Uh, like you're in this position and it's like, eh, is Zach Wilson going to be the guy? And is he going to be like the Joe Burrow that turned things around? And then it's almost like you don't get the Jamar Chase. So I think it's probably uh, on to the next guy. And then they went, uh, they just sat through 20 years of Patriots dominance. And now they look at Josh Allen and the division. And like, right. What do we do? Like we have <laughs> no, right, no for the next decade. Yeah, we're, 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 we're completely screwed. screwed. You probably should psych for suck for Bryce Young. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, there's a couple more uh, people under the microscope. How about Trey Lance today? Considering there's Jimmy Garoppolo looming mm-hmm. over him, if the 49ers have another bad offensive performance, I wonder if the uh, chirping begins out there. And they're big favorites today. They're playing Seattle. So even though Seattle had the big win over Russell Wilson last mm-hmm. week, they're the big favorite there. And so you can maybe chalk it up to, ah, well, you played in a monsoon and it was pouring and like hard to get anything going in Chicago last week. You better come out this week and play a whole hell of a lot better. Yeah, he threw a big pick in that one that kind of tilted it uh, the other way. How about this one, the Green Bay offense? So the quarterback with a new crop of wide receivers takes his money, goes on a ayahuasca retreat, doesn't show up for the OTAs or anything. Then it's training camp, and he's like, boy, these guys ain't ready. Now you have Aaron Rodgers trying to say nice things. He's very much talking out of both sides of his mouth. But if if Green Bay struggles again, it may turn into the, oh, yeah, they'll get right, but they won't get right as quickly as we thought they would. I don't – I'm not really – like, I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to make much noise this year in the NFC. Even though I think Aaron Rodgers will turn it around and but he'll he'll have a good year. The NFC is not impressive to me. No, it's, it's not. It's not. But I, I don't know – Who's going to be the guy for Aaron Rodgers? So, Alan Lazard is he was questionable all week, but it looks like mm-hmm. he might play. We won't know for a while. This is the Sunday night game. But Aaron Rodgers beats the Bears every single year, mm-hmm. all the time. And the Bears, I don't think, are very good. I think Lazard will be good. I think one of those rookies might end up being decent enough. They got Dobbs and they got Watson. Watson dropped a uh, would-be touchdown last week. Yep. He's way out in front of everybody. They do have two good running backs. Mm-hmm. And I know Aaron Rodgers probably doesn't want to lean on those guys, but he does have that. And I don't know. It's just the Vikings are good, but the other teams in the division aren't. A lot of the teams in the NFC aren't. Right, but who becomes, like, you think about Aaron Rodgers, Who's right? his guy? It he, might be Lazard. He he had Devontae Adams right. for a number of years. Yep. Prior to that, he had Greg Jennings for a number of years, right? Yeah, so yeah. who becomes 
that guy he can lean on and be like, all right, this is my go-to guy, and he, he maybe he turns him into that, right? When Where's he, Randall Cobb? Like, he's right, got but, him. But think about he's, it. He's back. He's there. But think about who who does who becomes the guys he turns into those names that wide receivers that we know. well, and that 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 where it's that's why now Aaron Rodgers is catching flack for the where were you this summer to help those guys along kind of. But thing. doesn't he have a little bit of the uh, the Tom Brady in him where? It's like, all right, if, even if he starts two and two, yeah, they'll figure it out. Now he'll choke in the playoffs, mm-hmm. unlike Brady, but he'll <laughs> he'll figure it out where they'll get eleven, right. twelve wins. Uh, how about I quickly think. this one? How about the Arizona Cardinals as a whole? Yeah, offensively they looked like a mess last week against uh, Kansas City. Yeah, Defensively, you know what they looked like? They looked like they were uninterested. Yeah, and, and that's that, going to be alarming against for Mahomes. Cliff Kingsbury. So that's a good spot for the Raiders to go right. in there and just smack them around. See, I would have did you one better. I know you went with Arizona, but we're all kind of like, eh, with Arizona. I would have went with the Tennessee Titans. Oh, really? Oh, under the microscope in Buffalo. Yeah, because that's, that's not terrible. That could be no. a quick 0-2 start you, for them. And you lost to the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Right? You lost to the Giants. And you're the Tennessee Titans, the number one seed in the AFC last year. You, you, you know, you figure that, all right, Vrabel is now taking those guys and gun. They're going to now take the next step. But, you know, I understand that you, uh, uh, Derrick Henry was hurt towards the end of the year, but you still were able to put it together. Aren't they now the team that you now start to look at and go, all right, when are you going to get over that hump and be who I think a lot of people expected you to be, right? right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Hold that because uh, that Monday night game is one of the uh, games that we're going to talk about next because we have a very big week two in the NFL coming up. Miami and Baltimore. We know Tampa's in an interesting spot. We mentioned the Raiders and Arizona as well. So we'll look at some of the other games around week two on NFL Sunday next. We've got you until 12.35 when we hand it off to Red Sox Baseball. We'll get into previewing week two of the NFL. We know you want our picks. We will get to those coming up in a little over 20 minutes from now. And this hour of NFL Sunday, sponsored by the Ketches Law Group, New England Construction Workers. If you're injured on the job, Ketches has your back at CatchesLaw.com. All right, let's get into uh, some of these uh, games in week two of the NFL season. And again, there are some uh, not-so-good matchups. But we do have one game in the books already, and let's start right there. Thursday night, the Chiefs beat the Chargers 27-24. Chargers got a touchdown late Mm -hmm. to make it look uh, closer than it really was. And uh, two big stories in that. Kansas City, Mm 2-0. Justin Herbert, Hurt. And he's got a a rib issue. The last time there was a quarterback with a rib issue out in L.A., that quarterback now has pending litigation against the doctor trying to handle it. (laughs) Of course, we know that was Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) Same uh, guy, which got Herbert the starting job out there. Any takeaway on Thursday uh, Thursday night? I I would think that the the Chargers in Kansas City are both legit. And I think Justin Herbert, you know, obviously did it. Keenan Allen didn't play. I still, they're my Super Bowl favorites, the Chargers. Yeah, me too. And I still think they're a good football team. Uh, Kansas City, you know what? I'm impressed with the way Kansas City, because they were down in that game, I believe Kansas City was. And they were able to come back. So 
Patrick Mahomes, man, when you have that type of quarterback, you lose yeah. Tyree Kill. I was concerned, and but you know what? When you got Mahomes, man. You know what my big thing is? They have is, a system, too. Well, the system, and I thought they were going to miss Tyree Kill more, and through two weeks, you wouldn't know that he ever played there. Right. Seven touchdowns, no picks, a million yards, all the great uh, completion percentage. I think, and I find myself guilty of this, Patrick Mahomes, even though he's really young, he's been good for a while, and right. he came onto the scene, won the MVP right away, then won a Super Bowl, and now we're all looking around like, well, Josh Allen might be the best. Uh, Justin Herbert might be the best. Oh, Joe Burrow might be the best. Right. Mahomes is still the best quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes is nasty, yeah. and I think maybe just because he's been burning hot for a little bit, you and I, Gresh, hated the Brady comparisons, and like that was stupid, and putting him on the GOAT cover and all that. That was too uh, too much ahead. But you were waiting almost for the next guy. It's like, nah, it's still him. Yeah, he's he's still these guys are all looking up to him as far as who the best quarterback, and, and, especially young quarterback in the and league. Is. What's happening is now they're just like you know they're still like they're coming like looking up, but they're almost kind of all on that same kind of wavelength, right? Yeah. Like Mahomes is good, he's but I still Josh Allen is. He's nasty. He's, no, he is. You know, and and, and you then you look at Justin. But the Her- Bills still need to beat the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, right? And, they can't. They have a hard time with and that. And this is also where I think we as fans are all readjusting because playing quarterback in the league is everyone admits it's easier now. You don't get busted in the right. chops the way oh, you yeah. used to. Things like that. So for a lot of guys, they're going to be able to put up numbers oh, that aren't man. that dissimilar. But yet, yeah. every one of us would take Patrick Mahomes over Justin Herbert right now right. in terms of not only the now but for the future. And it feels like that's... I don't know about that. that, that I like Herbert a lot. But I would compared have to, to Mahomes, like right. Herbert is in the good category. Mahomes is in the great category. And I think we're all rushing to, well, look at Herbert's numbers. Right. Okay, he's good, but when is he going to bust through and be great? Even Josh Allen mm. is having a hard time Oh, he's Boston. Great. No, but but, yeah. but now See, like, for I him think, to really, but for him to get it nationally, he's got to bust through and beat that, that team. I think those, Otherwise, it's the way we felt about Mahomes when he matched well, up against Brady, right? But I think Mahomes is nationally. It's not that he's coming down. I think nationally, those other guys are getting up there. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, you know, you. Like the regular season isn't the only indicator because no, the numbers are getting closer. No, it's but, now what do you do but, in the postseason? Yeah, I understand that, but I think it's like when you go, okay, I'll take Patrick Mahomes, but you don't have to twist my arm to say, give me Justin Herbert now for the future. Like I think there are a lot of guys now that are starting to get, you know, where Patrick like on like on his level where you're not going to be mad if you don't if you don't get Patrick Mahomes and you end up with yeah, Justin yeah. Herbert or no. Josh Allen that looks like it's going to be or a good even like rivalry a, for a or while or even like yeah. a Joe Burrow like you're like oh okay because then it does come down to just how much you put wins on the quarterback and so like to Gresh's point it's easier to play the position because you can't get hit high or low right and all the but also there's more expectation on you to put up the big numbers and to win mm-hmm. but I don't I hate when you when people go full go like just the winners. So it's like, all right, so Nick Foles was the best quarterback no, in 2017. No, you're right. Or Dan Marino sucked. Like, those are the extreme ones. Right. But Herbert obviously needs has to make the playoffs this year. Right. Otherwise, I, that kind of – no one's saying he has to win the Super right. Bowl, but you can't be one of the five best quarterbacks in the league on a non-playoff game. It doesn't add up. Don't you think all those guys are doing is going, look at what the quarterbacks of the NFL should look like and then look at your guy – 
do we have one of those? Yes. I think that's what they... And the like, Chargers, Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals feel great. They're right, like, like, we have our guy for 10 years. Right. I think yeah. that's that's the way like that's the way I judge it. As a Patriots fan, I look and I go, damn, look how far off our quarterback is from those guys. And I guess just quickly to wrap it up so we can get through the rest of these, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, hand stamp, great quarterback, mm-hmm. offense struggling with Devontae Adams gone. Kansas City... You wouldn't know the difference. Not even and a that's, little bit of that, a difference. And that, the quarterback is a Travis big Kelsey. part of that. Travis Kelsey still has Kelsey. Sub Kelsey. There was no real number two. But but yeah. he's spreading the ball. I think Mahomes threw yeah, it to does. eight different guys in the first half or something mm-hmm. like that. Meanwhile, Rodgers is like, how come that guy's dropping the ball? Well, it helps when you have the best Rogers. tight end in the league. Yeah, Kelsey. That, that, that yeah, does help. For sure does. In uh, Baltimore, the Miami Dolphins are going to head in to uh, take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And Tua Tagovailoa, uh, I don't know if you caught this, Wiggy. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> channeled his uh, inner John Cena in describing his quarterback play. I can't see because I'm not the biggest guy out there. So if I can't see you, you can't see me. I can't get you the ball. Uh, and, like, spacing with the guys. So if you can't see me, get somewhere to where you can't see me, then I can see you, then I can hit you. Okay. <laughs> Who was the shortest quarterback you ever played with? Oh, man, the shortest quarterback. <laughs> and did he ever say, hey, if I can't see you, change your route. <laughs> you Go somewhere I can't see you. I'm sure you Tom Brady said that to Wiggs. Ball's not coming out. <laughs> I, would say, six, four, I would say but. maybe like Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete was maybe like 6'1". Six, six, one. One. Yeah. Okay. You know. Did he ever say, I can't see you, no, so no, no, run no, no, a different no. route? That's usually <laughs> with, that's usually those things are called passing lanes, and we like right. for the quarterback to get into one of those, or I can get into one of those. So <laughs> you can't see Well, guess what? You know where I should be, and you throw the ball there, and it's my job to make sure I'm yeah, that's it's so funny because it's such a it's such a cliche thing to say about a small quarterback because oh they can't see over the line right. but Russell Wilson Drew Brees right. Kyler Murray all those guys don't say it they all make plenty of throws then meanwhile here's this one guy like yeah I can't see it well, I, I can't see it I can't see it I think it's a prayer that was, somebody doesn't hit him with the John Cena yeah, right. you can't oh, see yeah. me that'd today be like I'll be a, disappointed that'd be like a receiver going well I mean I can't catch it unless I see the ball come out of the quarterback's hand right I can <laughs> see it the whole time I can't, right. I can't. I mean, how many times have you seen receivers run routes and then as soon as you turn around the ball's there. Yeah. So. Uh, so we did touch on the Jets and Browns a little bit earlier. And uh, if you missed it, Robert Sala says he is keeping her seats. The offense was, was having the first half stop happening. It's going to be explosive. And I know it's going to happen. And I'm and I'm taking we're we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. It's going to be a long, <laughs> long list. Is that Jaron Duran? Yeah, yeah. 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 he did. The Jaron Duran approach works so well for him. Robert Sala's like, I'll try that. I have, um, a, I have a funny feeling Robert Sala's yeah. going to have those receipts in his pocket right. when he's out the door. That's the worst soon. place to say that is in New York. Too. Right? Oh, oh, my God. They, everybody else just took notice of yeah. that. You know, if if people weren't annoyed with Robert Sala before, oh, he yeah. was flying under the radar. Now he just, like, put a bullseye on his back. Like, Completely ridiculous. Uh, by the way, no Julio Jones for Tampa today. They are going to New Orleans to take on... Jameis Winston and the Saints, and Jameis Winston talking about his team's execution. It's just execution. That's all it is, is executing. Like, when you execute, it looks like that. The fluidity of the game happens at a, at a faster pace when you're executing as offense. Oh, Jameis Winston is the best yeah, quote, out there. Best quote. And like, I would love to have him as a quarterback because his, like, you know, when they ask him, well, so how was the pain? Pain everywhere. Pain everywhere. Oh, he he's is, got a quote on top of quote. The guy is where, and he wins. 
He's six and two now as a Saints <laughs> starter. And uh, no Alvin Kamara today right. for the Saints, so that's obviously going to hurt uh, their chances. But Saints and Bucks winner of this will be uh, first place in the NFC South. He'll give you some balls, though. He'll give you a chance to get your hands on some balls. But yeah, both for his receivers and the Oh, corners. yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> you, you love the fat. But, but you, Michael Thomas back. Oh, Kind of under good. the radar. Yeah. Was it three years ago he was the best receiver? Now, we yeah. haven't like, seen him since. He's going to stay back. healthy. That's yeah, really the big thing good. for him. <laughs> Bengals are at the Cowboys. Joe Burrow on Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. He's a really good player. You gotta have a plan for him. Gotta be aware of where he's at at all times. You know, he can uh, he can wreck the game if you let him. Yeah, he can. He's nasty. Oh, he is he legit. He is really nasty. He it's better be as, great today. I was gonna say <laughs> he's gonna need for it. the next five weeks or whatever yeah. without Dak Prescott, <laughs> he, he better be. be the best player ever. It's so hard to control the game on defense because oh. of all the rules. Yeah. So you need to be Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons. There's like a, it's a handful of guys, right? right? A really short list. That's the only way, like that's the only real position where you can control the game defensively mm-hmm. is when you're one of those like pass rushes that are, I mean, you saw it when Dallas played Tampa Bay and what he was able to do going against the backup tackle mm-hmm. and just, if you can, if you can get one of those guys, I mean, look at what Von Miller was able to, you know, kind of change the identity a little bit about that Buffalo Bills defense. If you have one of those guys, he can maybe change the game defensively because Rich, you are so right. It is so hard to change. You can have a lockdown corner, and guess what? We throw it to the other side. Yep, big deal. Well, the uh, it's interesting because Patrick Queen of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, mm. he's a great three down linebacker. Mm. The difference is. Parsons can rush the pass. He's a three-down linebacker, but Parsons can rush yep. it. Patrick Queen, five-and-a-half career sacks. Yeah, that's the I'd problem. I'd still take the guy. He's still amazing, but that's where Parsons goes he, up a level. He oh, was yeah. supposed to be the original Micah Parsons. When yeah, Pat, yeah. Patrick Queen came out, I believe it was Clemson, right? Uh, I think LSU. Uh, LSU. LSU. Excuse me, LSU. When he came out, he was supposed to be what Micah Parsons is. That we're seeing a guy that you can put on the edge, a guy that you can put in the box, a guy that can make plays from a middle linebacker position who can cover guys. But he, like you said, he's not able to get to the quarterback right. like Micah Parsons. And to me, that's the most – I don't give a damn if you can cover you know, Tyreek Hill. I'd much rather you go get the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'll tell you, a linebacker that could cover Tyreek Hill with the way everybody went nuts around here over a Dalis Thomas playing safety. Uh, but what's the, what's the most important thing from those linebackers? Go get the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Make it difficult for him. I can care less about your coverage skills. Uh, the Titans and the Bills are one of two Monday night games. Mike Vrabel talks about Josh Allen, and who does he sound like here? You know, the quarterback is, is very good. A lot of respect for for Josh and what he does and the command that he has. His, his toughness, his physicality, and, and not only that, but just his, his arm talent. So it's a, it's a huge challenge, you know, on the road. Southern Belichick, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the Titans are in the interesting spot they're in. Right. Now, I think, lucky for them, they're in the worst division in the AFC. So I think they can afford to get off to a, a bit of a slow start. Mm. But I haven't heard anybody talking about the Titans as a real contender. Now, you talk about five teams before you get to the Titans, right? right? You got Lost, the Bills, well, Chiefs, uh, even the, the Bengals coming back, the Chargers, right, Ravens, the Raiders. All, yeah, all of those teams seem to be getting picked above the Titans, which, again, if you're talking about Patriots of the South, might be a good place to be. Everybody's sleeping on you. You can use that. You, if you can get to 11 wins, people, yeah. you probably can I win that I almost feel division. like the Colts get more love than the Titans do. Yeah. 
I, I, I think well, the, they get a new quarterback every right. year. So and of course it's a sexy thing. Well, you get a new, they get a new quarterback. Jonathan Taylor is kind of coming onto the scene. Oh yeah, and yeah. then and then what happens with the Titans? You lose your best playmaker and AJ Brown, right? Right, and so now it's like, wait a second, willingly you, trade right. your best playmaker, and that's a different kind of statement than losing and, them in free agency. Right. And you already like the issues with the Titans have been like, all right, Ryan Tannehill, like. Is he really the guy? Yeah, it seems like that's kind of cooled off a bit. Right. Two years ago, you're like, oh, wait a minute. You don't take this guy. But now, now it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, and then you 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 trade off A.J. Brown, and so now you're just really Derrick Henry. And, and they lose Harold Landry, another pass rusher, yeah. so right. a blow to them. And the other game on Monday night, Vikings at the Eagles. Uh, that'll be an overplay. That's all Vikings, I know. That'll be a fun one to watch. It'll be, I kind of like both those teams, too, because we're talking yeah. about the NFC, the the old teams, the right. Tampa and L.A. and Green Bay. You don't love them, so somebody else has a chance. Right. Philly and Minnesota both do. And the Titans, Titans are probably like, man, imagine if we had a receiver like they do out in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, 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 nice player. <laughs> you think about and, and the thing Well, about, they drafted Traylon Burks in the right. first round, so they did sort of like the Patriots. Patriots mm-hmm. traded a guard, drafted a guard. <laughs> they did it at a much different position. They traded a receiver, drafted and, one. And think about Minnesota, right? Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. with uh, Kevin O'Connell, an offensive guy, not Mike Zimmer, who's right. Kept, right? And now you got Thielen, you got Justin Jefferson, you talk about some Dalvin of the, Cook. the Dalvin Cook, some of the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball. And we know it's like Kirk Cousins is crazy. It's like he has the capability, he's proven it's like this guy's playing like an all he's pro. He's pretty good. People, it's easy to crap on him, but he's pretty good. Right. And then you're, because I think it's the times where you look at him, he's an all pro, and then a week later, you're like, why is this guy even in the league? Yeah, yeah, a little inconsistent, but right. and, but I think with Kevin O'Connell as his co- as his head coach and offensive mind, the guy, I think you get the best out of Kirk Cousins when he's around offensive minded type of head coaches. Uh, we will get to picks coming up. Here's Ethan ready to trend. Fresh and Keith weekdays ten to two. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, trending now at WEI and WEI.com. Here's a little bit of news. You guys were just talking about Jameis Winston. He's apparently playing with four fractures in his back. What? Four fractures. Jameis Winston playing with four fractures in his back. Yeah, Nick just told me wow. this. Jay Glazer tweeted it out. He has four fractures in his back today from L1 down to L4 vertebrae. That's why I said pain everywhere. Pain everywhere. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Good luck to him, and uh, hopefully Vita Vea does not fall on him during the game. Well, hopefully he doesn't take a DDT or a pile driver or anything yeah. either. Good grief. No He'd kidding. Done. Uh, but, yeah, week two is rolling, and the Patriots are getting set to play the Steelers today at 1 p.m. Pats minus two and a half favorites. The over-under set at 40 and a half, so make sure you place those bets. Make sure you're tuning in immediately after the Red Sox game. You can catch our post-game show, the Six Rings post-game, with Fitzy and Hart. And then at 7.30 p.m., Sunday night football coverage will kick off right here at 93.7 WEI, and the game is set for 820 kickoff, so make sure you tune in and listen in if you can get yourself to a TV. Red Sox getting blown out by the Royals yesterday, 9-0, with the Sox pitching staff letting up a total of 15 runs when the game was all wrapped up and over. Red Sox are getting set to finish off this four-game series with the Royals this afternoon with first pitch set for 1.35 p.m., and of course you can catch the pregame show with Mike Anton Ellis at 12.35 p.m., right here on the Shaws and Star Market Red Sox Network. And a good weekend of college football here in Boston as BC manages to take down Maine at a score of 38-17, to taking them down decisively. And then a back after back-to-back blowout losses, UMass Amherst notches their first win of the season to go 1-2, over Stony Brook in their home opener. I am Nathan Nisanulu, and that's what's trending at WEEI and WEI.com. We'll get you some picks, and then we're out the door next.
After an uninspiring offensive performance for the entire summer, the Patriots remained stuck in the mire Sunday in Miami, scoring just seven points, the fewest of the Mac Jones era. So I asked Jones during the week if there was a crisis in confidence because of the lack of sustained success. And he said, no, I feel pretty good about where we're at, honestly. But a couple of his teammates, they weren't so quick to gloss it over. Damian Harris paused a long time when I asked him that question and said, we're not where we're going to be yet, but I believe that we'll get there. As for Jacoby Myers, he said confidence isn't an issue, but he said, and this one stuck to me, I question what the plan is sometimes and how we're going to attack. Gentlemen, that sort of puts the focus again on Matt Patricia and that offensive collaboration as they try to get it done without Josh McDaniels. With Josh McDaniels. Wow. As a uh, clip there in the end. So how about that quick little mm. nugget? Uh, Andrew Callahan. Uh. Andrew Callahan two minutes ago tweeted, for what it's worth, Matt Patricia dapped up all the Patriots wide receivers pregame, and Kendrick Bourne grabbed him for an extended embrace. Oh my God! And now then landed on thick. And then he writes, "This has been your body language analysis tweet of the day." Thank you very so, much, Andrew. So uh, there we go. I'm sure that'll be uh, among the many things we will be unpacking with Wiggy and Greg Hill on the Greg Hill Show at 6 a.m. And, of course, Aggression Keep starting at 10 a.m. So that leads us right into our picks. I was 0-3 last week. Keep was 2-1. Wiggy with a hot start Woo! at 3-0. Yes. Wow. How about that? Nice start. Uh, all right, gents. So uh, let's get right into it then. We'll jump right into off of hearing that from Mike Giardi. Patriots minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Patriots. I really don't think the Patriots are going to win a lot of games this Mm -hmm. season, but I do think they win today, and I think it's going to be really low scoring. I think everybody's on the under. Give me something like 17, 13, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. I don't think either offense is going to do much, but I think the Patriots win by at least a field goal. Uh, Wiggs, where are you at on this? I'm going to follow that train. I think it's like 14, 10, something along along those lines. But, yeah, I I don't think the Pittsburgh Steel is, uh, you know, any good in the sense of when it comes you're looking at where you stand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give me the Patriots. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with everybody on this one. I think they find a way to get a three-point win. At two, and, and, by the way, the Sharps have been pounding the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The number's gone from minus one to two and a yeah. half, yeah. Right. which is uh, interesting. In Tampa Bay, Tampa is two and a half point favorites heading into New Orleans, taking on apparently uh, Jameis Winston and a broken back. So He's, uh, The lock going on, injuries galore. No Chris Godwin, no Julio Jones. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully Jameis Winston doesn't step on a crack. No Alvin really Kamara. Break his back. He right. could. He's, he's, and he's playing hurt. Every, uh, Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette are playing hurt. The Saints have had Brady's number. Yes, I know that's have. been Sean Payton, but they've had his number. They're at home, and they're catching points. Tom Brady looked more like the dude from Tales from the Crypt this week than we've ever seen. So give me the New Orleans Saints getting those points. Uh, I'm going to go. Boy, it's a tough one. It is. I'm going to go Tampa minus the two and the half. Mm. I just think they win, and it's more likely they win by three. So I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, lay the points there. Wigs, where I'm, are you? I'm at? going Tampa as well because right. the it's reason why. Game. Yeah, you know why? I think Brady has. He's like. Whatever I do, I can't play bad because people are instantly going to think it's my off-field issues. He looks scary this right. week. So, so his his mindset is when he steps on the field, I got to show everybody that I'm locked in and yeah. I'm not thinking about Giselle and what's going on there. <laughs> so I, I expect big games from Brady. Then Baltimore is three-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Miami. I'll lead the way on this one. I'm going Baltimore just because... 
I think, A, they can play some defense, and B, I'm not expecting a ton of points in this one, but I don't know if Miami can get to 21. I think Baltimore can get to 21. Therefore, they cover. I wish it was only three, so I could at least protect the push. I hate the hook, but Baltimore minus three and a half. Wiggs, where are you on this I'm going B more on this one as well. Give me them, Joe, because uh, when you look at Lamar Jackson, I – I was a, like a Lamar Jackson hater. I didn't think this guy was going to do anything. And, Rich, you know I was a oh, yeah, big know, hater sure. on, yep. on the old show. And, and Shime has been on the Lamar Jackson. Either the other way, right? Yes. And, um, well, this Shime's te- record of but picking this team, quarterbacks is This amazing. team is different when Lamar Jackson's in there. And oh, he's yeah. throwing the ball well. I think he only had like 11 rushing yards against the Jets. And he was, you know, dropping 50-odd dimes like they were nothing. So give me Baltimore. Yeah, he's on a mission. He's in a contract year. And even though they'll ultimately just franchise him, if he puts up a, a monster season, he's got even more power power in right. those negotiations and I don't think Miami's that good even though they beat the Patriots last week so I could see Lamar Jackson going off having a uh, a monster game so I definitely like them minus three and a half all right so there you go you are ready for the weekend in the NFL the six rings post game show will come your way with Fitzy and Hart that'll be right after uh, Red Sox baseball here on WEI Red Sox hitting after it against the Royals Pre-game begins in mere moments from uh, over at Fenway Park. And uh, that's it for us. Good job by Ethan of uh, producing this deal. Don't forget Bill Belichick tomorrow on the Greg Hill Show. Wiggy will be a part of that. Keith and I start at 10 a.m. We will talk to uh, either Lawrence Guy, Matt Judon, maybe a little Hunter Henry. We don't exactly know who we're going to be talking to just yet, but uh, breaking it down all day long here on WEEI. Enjoy Red Sox baseball. Enjoy me tonight for the Gresh Show after midnight. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 